0: from KQED. When you think of the suburbs, what do you think of?
1: Welcome to Mayfield Place. A typical street in the burbs.
0: Morning, Walter!
1: Where nothing much ever happened. Walter's dog just took a dump on Rumsfield's lawn again.
0: Maybe your mind goes back to the 1950s, the post-war boom, veterans returning from war, the GI Bill padding their pockets, enough to start a life and a family, They would build the baby boom in identical houses, planned out in perfect rows.
1: Today, a community of 60,000 persons living in 15,000 homes, all built by one firm. This is Levittown.
0: Levittown, New York. The first suburb, a planned community of inexpensive prefab houses. You can almost see the grainy newsreel footage of this new suburbia. The cars all pulling out of the driveway at the exact same time all returning at the exact same time.
1: In the suburbs, families could live a seemingly idyllic life. Well-manicured lawns, safety for children, fun leisure activities, and good neighbors that all fit right in.
0: Those neighbors, those good neighbors, were as uniform as the houses they lived in, nearly all of them white. For the most part, the Levittowns of America did not sell houses to people of color.
2: The fathers and mothers in our hometown are just plain, nice living folks, the kind you read about in storybooks.
0: It's a myth of Americana, a myth of idyllic order and routine, of uniformity and conformity. But that myth had cracks in TV, movies, and books. The suburbs came to embody white middle-class ennui, from Revolutionary Road to American beauty.
1: My name is Lester Burnham. This is my neighborhood. This is my street. This is my life.
0: Stories that centered around the malaise lurking just beneath the veneer of all that suburban perfection. The suburbs were still white and manicured, but rotting underneath. Don't take my word for it. Just listen to Mad Men's Dawn Draper.
3: I like her.
1: I like her, too. But Saturday night in the suburbs, that's when you really want to blow your brains out.
0: That was then. This is now.
1: This is supposed to be the first day
0: of school in
1: Ferguson, Missouri. Instead, that St. Louis suburb is shaken after another night of violent protest.
0: The suburb of Ferguson erupted after Michael Brown, a young unarmed black man, was shot and killed by a white police officer. Unrest in the suburbs is no longer just about white middle-class angst, and it no longer lurks beneath. Please turn around. Walk away Even U.S. census numbers spell it out in black and white.
4: African Americans in Ferguson, Missouri, outnumber white residents more than two to one. At the same time, the lack of diversity on the Ferguson Police Department is astonishing.
0: 53 officers. I'm Sandhya Dirks. Welcome to American Suburb, an exploration of changing suburbia told through one town, Antioch, California, a once-white working-class suburb on the edge of the delta, that in the last few decades has undergone a deep demographic shift. Antioch is not Ferguson. It's economically and racially far more diverse. But both places are representative of a national trend: that suburbs are becoming more and more diverse, and suburban poverty is growing.
4: Been surprised by being out here, just like wow, it's a lot of black people. It's like
5: being in Oakland load up the U-Haul, and go back to Richmond or Oakland. You don't belong in Antioch. This, then, is not
1: the end of the Antioch story, just the beginning of a new chapter.
0: This is chapter 9, We Too Sing Antioch. Nowhere is the city's demographic shift clearer than in its classrooms. While there are more and more kids of color, teachers and administrators still look pretty much the same.
4: The district just had not caught up with the change in demographic. So they were operating really in an old paradigm. And we know in the uh, the last 20 years, the, the black population in Antioch has almost called you know, well, at least tripled. And, but the school district, their personnel had not. So the school district and their personnel, the teachers, they had not shifted. They had not shifted in terms of their their color makeup, but they had not shifted in terms of their mindset.
0: That's Pastor Lamont Francis. He had been a middle school counselor in Oakland. He took the same job in Antioch in part because he knew so many of his kids had moved out here. But when Lamont tried to celebrate the young African-American community by putting on a formal graduation ceremony for black kids who were moving on to high school, it would cost him.
4: We saw the African-American community coming out and actually bringing some of the traditions that we had back in the urban environments, Oakland and San Francisco and Richmond and East Palo Alto. And we saw the emergence of a black community here in Antioch. All right, call.
0: Pastor Lamont Francis is standing on the stage of Grace Bible Fellowship Church in Antioch. This is a graduation celebration for middle school kids. It's called a black baccalaureate. Lamont calls for the young people to stand up when they hear the place they came from.
4: I need hail all the way from San Francisco. Stand up, stand your feet. Everybody from the meeting, one. Prince Floyd, coming down.
0: San Francisco, a handful of kids stand. All right. Richmond, are you in the house? Stand up if you're from Richmond. Richmond, a couple of kids get up, but the parents are cheering too. And then... He divides into sections the parts of town that were historically Black enclaves, the ones that are changing now as gentrification remakes know, the urban city.
4: Got to this one up. East Oakland, are you in the house? Stand up, East Oakland. East Oakland, come on now. Two short of N C M. East Oakland, Eastside Ball, the brilliant West Oakland, come on.
0: Oakland brings the most kids to their feet. In the past 20 years, Oakland's black population has declined by almost 30%, while Antioch's African-American population has tripled. It's good.
4: If you were born and raised in Antioch, we want to acknowledge you to just stand up. It's OK. Nobody born and raised in Antioch. Nobody want to in Antioch.
0: <laughs> you can hear the crowd laughing, as if they're all in on the same joke. They might live here in Antioch, But no one's from here.
4: We come from different areas in the Bay Area. What what you're seeing here tonight is a formation of a true African-American community in the city of Antioch.
0: Creating that Antioch African-American identity, it isn't easy.
3: I don't claim Antioch.
0: (laughs) You don't claim Antioch? (laughs) No, because people just be like, people just be
3: like, you're an Antioch baby. I'm like, I'm not no Antioch baby. Because like, I don't know why that's like, I don't know, everybody just say that now. You're an Antioch baby on a highway four because <laughs> of Mike Sherm verse. And then I just be like, You're an Antioch baby. Because of what? Mike Sherm. He's a rapper. He just, I'm an Antioch baby on a highway four. baby on highway four. my, that highway four. And my
5: bitch go i have to let her go.
3: My name is Otis and I'm in 10th grade and I'm a sophomore. At Deer Valley, Deer
0: Valley High School. This is how Otis Snell describes himself.
3: I get along with everybody because, like, I'm social and Funny and short. But if I was to ask you, where are you from? You would say... Oakland. Oakland? It was because, like, I was born and, like, raised there, like, my childhood. Like, I'm still a child, but, like, when I was, like, in, like, like yeah, like, fourth or third grade and stuff like that. I feel like everybody from everywhere just moving to Antioch. People from Oakland moving to Antioch, people from Richmond. Like, all the local places, everybody moving out here. Like... I just wonder why out here.
0: (laughs) Me too, Otis. That's what got us started on American Suburb. And we know it's a combination of things. For one, they built houses out here. As more and more people were flooding into cities and housing costs were rising, there was supply out here in these outer suburbs. Otis lives with his older sister, Cynthia Cornelius. They're far apart in age, but they often get confused for mom and son. They both grew up in Oakland. Cynthia she actually moved here from Richmond after her landlord lost their home.
5: Well, I was trying to look for places out there and didn't find nothing, so we end up finding places out here, and that's where we end up at. It's not my first choice, you know, but I know what I know now. And I would try my best to find something. I did try my best, but I was—it's the last choice. But if I know what I know now, I would never move out here. Only good thing since I've been out here is the church I go to, Dr. Francis Church. And I could say basically that's about it.
0: Cynthia's house is lovely. It's on a suburban street where all the houses look alike. Her children and her children's friends are all running around inside on the Saturday I come to meet them. She doesn't feel comfortable letting them outside. A couple of times when the kids played football or basketball on the street, neighbors called police. Her kids have gotten into fights out here. They've struggled. Maybe they would have struggled back in Richmond or Oakland, too. But it happened for her here. So she associates it with here. And she has to commute back to her job in the Bay Area. She leaves the house at 3.30 a.m. every morning to get to her early shift at Walmart. Cynthia knows that her pastor, Pastor Lamont Francis, is trying to raise Antioch pride. And she knows that's important.
5: Everybody's from Antioch now. We all made it to Antioch. You know, so he's trying to make a big thing about Antioch, you know, and he's trying to make Antioch a better place, you know, a better place, and be appreciated they're they from Antioch now, you know. But it, don't, it can't just take him. it got to take a village. Just like they say, take a village to raise children, it's going to take a village to get Antioch back together.
0: Lamont Francis says he's trying to build that village, trying to get kids like Otis to claim Antioch.
4: Nobody here was claiming, I'm from Antioch. And if you don't claim this city, guess what? You're gonna treat this city like an outsider. You're gonna go ahead, you're gonna kick down trash cans. You're gonna throw rocks at windows. You don't care because you're saying this city never welcomed me. My ties are still in the inner city and you're not going to invest back into a city that has not invested in you. These are these are my babies, okay? Those are the ones they know. I will, I will do anything for them.
0: Are these from the Black
4: Diamond Middle School? Those are my kids. Those are just Lamont is
0: showing me pictures of teenagers all dressed up to the nines. The boys in button-up shirts, the girls in dresses, bright reds and purples, posing for the camera.
4: Those are just a section uh, of kids that were there that night. This is at the uh, the African American celebration.
0: These are the kids he taught as a counselor at Black Diamond Middle School in Antioch. He was there to help at-risk kids. Turns out that meant one thing to a lot of teachers.
4: I asked for the troubled students, and I told every teacher in the beginning of the year, please email me all the, the, the troubled students, the students that give you the most troubles, and they sent me the African-American students. They did it. They comprised. And I looked at that, that group and I told them, you guys are the, the, the leadership of this school. Now you guys lead maybe in the wrong direction, but you guys are leaders, nevertheless.
0: These were the kids that were failing, causing disruptions, and they were all black. Otis Snell, the 15-year-old who describes himself as short, funny, and social, he was one of Lamont's kids.
3: African-American teachers, like, I feel like I, could, I, I understand them better than like any other race because like they really talk to me about stuff. Like, Mr. Francis, I get in trouble at Black Diamond. He explains stuff and be like, you shouldn't do that. You shouldn't do this. Then I really get him.
4: The kids will allow you to discipline them if they know how much you care. If you celebrate them, if you treat them as people, they'll take the discipline. They welcome it. They have no problems with it. The problem with the district was they didn't know how to celebrate the African-American community. They didn't know how to do so and they didn't know how to put the right people in place
0: to do so. There have been several lawsuits against the Antioch School District that show schools expel and suspend Black students at much higher rates than their white counterparts. In 2011, Black students made up 26% of the school district. They accounted for 60% of suspensions. Being suspended or expelled from school, seeing kids who look like you expelled and suspended from school it sends a pretty clear message, Lamont says, The kids literally don't belong.
4: We want to belong in this city, but we don't want to lose ourselves in the process. We do not want to assimilate. We don't want to become white in order to fit into this city. We want to bring our traditions, because we believe there are some rich, wonderful traditions that we have established in the African-American community for the last 150 years that we can bring to Antioch and we can enrich this city.
0: Lamont thought the Black laureate could do just that, give his kids some Antioch pride, let them feel proud of graduating, proud of being black, proud of being from Antioch. And while it was an African-American celebration, he says everyone was invited, all kids, all colors. And for three years, it was a success. Then, something unexpected happened. The night of the 2015 baccalaureate initially played out like in any other year. We,
4: we played music from the 60s, 70s, and 80s. We did line dancing, which is, which is big in African-American communities. It's, it's traditional. We did the electric slide. Uh, we did the cupid shuffle. And we did it with parents and students, and they came together. So for the first time, we were no longer, this is the Oakland section, this is the San Francisco section, this is the East Palo Alto section. Uh, we were Antioch. We had a phenomenal time. We had high school vice principals here. And counselors speaking to the kids about community, but also about the transition and what you can expect. So it was almost a rite of passage. Who sings that song? old What's the name of the song? What they do. We had
0: a wonderful time, and then and then all hell broke loose when we return the backlash against the blackback laureate and pastor lamont franceses and how some parents are coming together to take ownership of the city and the schools stay with us
6: support comes from the san francisco foundation proud sponsor of american suburb the san francisco foundation works with its donors and community partners on a
1: bold equity agenda for greater racial and economic inclusion for everyone in the Bay Area. History tells us that when community leaders, nonprofits, donors, residents, and business partners work together, all Bay Area residents benefit. Learn more
6: at sff.org.
1: It was a special graduation ceremony for black students. Why some people in one Bay Area city are so upset tonight.
5: In pictures, it looked like any other middle school graduation. There were speeches and hundreds of students. But this was an African-American promotion ceremony, as advertised on this flyer, open to all, but organized.
0: This is from a 2015 students. local CBS news story about Pastor Lamont Francis and the black baccalaureate he organized. It was the third year of the celebration, and it had been a success. That's why they were trying to bring more schools, more kids on board including Dallas Ranch Middle.
4: The administrator over there, uh, he sent out mass uh, email out to all of the uh, students, the, st- the entire student body over there at Dallas Ranch.
0: They sent out a flyer for the event via the school's email.
4: And then you got this pushback.
0: The backlash on social media was quick and brutal. Wow, exclusively for black students. Well, the shoe's on the other foot now. Seriously? Isn't it? What if someone put out a white kids promotion ceremony? That would hey, never fly. Here's something. Don't use my personal information for your personal propaganda. This is racist. Part of the problem was the event was at a church, so some people argued that a religious event was being championed by public schools. A big no no. Even though the schools promoted the event, Lamont says it was separate. He paid for it with donations or out-of-pocket.
4: And then all of a sudden, I I start receiving a number of alarming uh, phone calls, threatening phone calls, uh, parents yelling at me, screaming at me, calling uh, me a racist, you know, and and claiming the whole event was uh, reverse racism. Uh, I had one parent that said if I went through with the ceremony that night, that she was going to come down to the church building with— a group of parents picketing and they were going to shut it down. Uh, We went through with it. We had a great time. And then what you read about in the papers, I I guess the rest is history then. There was calls for me to be uh, fired on our church building. We had, uh, we were uh, tagged. Um, um, We had, uh, there was a white supremacist sign that was put on our our, our church building. Um, I received a number of uh,
2: threatening messages
4: through email.
2: Well, hate and and, and and racism got into it, where some people were opportunistic and taking something that was beautiful and turning it something that it wasn't.
0: That's Lawrence Rashid. Rashid is Muslim, but he and Lamont...
2: I, I, I call him my brother from another mother.
0: They are kind of besties.
2: Even though I'm not officially a member of his church, I consider him my pastor because he, he keeps me... Um, it <laughs> keeps me grounded. <laughs>
0: he just he just you talk so often that I want to point out that he just called you.
2: Yes, he just called me.
0: Rashid has been involved in education in Antioch for over a decade. He kind of met Lamont through the Blackback Laureate and they started planning it together.
2: We have a kindred spirit and he's he's definitely for the kids, the babies in Antioch, all kids but especially African American kids because he knows, you know, they're the most disenfranchised. I'm not saying that pathologically, but they need support, need resources, and oftentimes they're not getting them.
0: Rashid says instead of seeing Francis as trying to create a space for black identity in Antioch, Lamont was scapegoated. And he says that's a shame.
2: He's like a magnet. And I I think that they lost the jewel. They lost um, somebody that was really very beneficial to the school district.
0: Lamont decided to leave his job as a middle school counselor at Black Diamond. It was all too much. He had just wanted to do something for the kids to make them feel good. But it had gone terribly wrong.
5: Oh, you going to graduate Lam? Next
4: year. Early? What do you want to do?
0: Lamont still runs into his kids all the time. Like when a group of girls come to visit him back in his church office after he's just preached the Sunday sermon. Lamont? he slips right back into counselor mode. And you gotta have good
4: grades. Nobody wants a, you know, a, a student that is struggling with their grades working on anybody.
0: You gotta do well. He says those students, like him, left the Antioch School District. They didn't feel like there was a place for them.
4: The girls kept getting into fights, having academic issues, um, and they had nothing at the schools um, that could reach out to them, that, that could uh, help them in their situation. There was a lack of cultural competency.
0: Lamont says there are some people who just want to click their heels together and go back in time.
4: They want their old city. They want to make Antioch great again.
0: But you can't roll back the clock. Lamont says you have to live with your new neighbors. Stop seeing them as the other.
4: We don't know each other's cultures. We criticize what we don't know. And we're quick to come out and hang somebody on the cross when there's a tradition that we don't know about instead of saying, let's listen. I may not agree with it, I may not like it, but I'm willing to at least listen to it. The conversation hasn't happened because our community officials are not giving platforms to have that uncomfortable conversation about race."
0: And he says Antioch desperately needs to talk about race, especially when it comes to young people. Because unfortunately, in American education, you are more likely to fall behind if you are Black. It's a whole mess of complex factors. Poverty, lack of resources for majority black schools, systemic racism. But if you are going to improve outcomes for black students, Lamont says, race needs to be part of the conversation. And young black men need to feel like they belong.
7: It was hard because I used to fight people and then say disrespectful things to teachers and just a lot of things I wasn't supposed to be doing that actually I... I want to take back, but it's just not not the environment to be growing up out here. My name is Akeem Bonner. I attend Deer Valley High School.
0: Currently, I'm in the 10th grade. Akeem is 15. He was one of Lamont's kids in middle school, and Lamont still keeps an eye on him. He goes to Lamont's church. Lamont suggested I talk to him because he's a smart kid with a lot of potential. A young man who is really working to turn a rough situation around. Akeem has this guarded rawness to him. You can tell he's kind of nervous. He starts giggling after I've asked him a few questions. I'm just
7: laughing because I really just did an interview.
0: He's shy, sort of amazed a reporter would even want to talk to him. We've met up outside of Starbucks in Deer Valley Plaza, right near the high school. He's with his mom. I am his mother, (laughs) Miss Hunter, Yeah. It's Sunday afternoon. They've actually just come from church.
7: How do you feel about growing up out here in Antioch? Me, I I had some troubles growing up because I used to fight a lot. I was just a bad kid. Um, I was
0: incarcerated last year. It breaks my heart to hear this kid calling himself a bad kid. I remember something Lamont once said to me. There are no bad kids, just vulnerable ones. Akeem, he was a vulnerable one. Their family bounced around a bit, from the Central Valley to Richmond, but they've been here since 2008. Still, it's the same thing. Akeem doesn't feel part of the town he's lived in half of his life. <laughs> I'd
7: say I'm from Richmond.
0: You don't feel like you're from any
7: No. <laughs> Not at all. I just say I'm from Richmond because my parents. And just, I know a lot of people from Richmond. Yep.
0: Even though you go to high school here?
7: Yeah, Even even though I go to high school here. Middle school too. Even though
0: I went to middle school,
8: elementary I, too. Elementary. elementary from first grade all the way up.
0: His mom, Taika, is upfront about some of the reasons things have been hard for their family. She's a single mom raising five kids. In two
8: thousand and fourteen, my kids was removed from my custody because of my two oldest boys. The one I'm just speaking, and my oldest son was fighting. That is Akeem and his brother. And I decided to whip them, which I know is not the correct way to punish a kid, but I did. They was removed from my custody. My house was clean, food, everything was, was nothing out of the ordinary. They took me to jail for five days. And since that happened, about nine months later, almost a year later,
7: that's when they caught their robbery case. Me and my brother, we did a robbery, and yes, we was sentenced to, I was sentenced to a year, and my brother sentenced to six months.
0: He was 14. They had a fight
8: right up here. He did.
0: Taika points to the sprawling Deer Valley Plaza where we're sitting. It's a strip mall with grocery stores and fast food restaurants, a place that's been known for young people fighting.
8: My other son hit him too. The boy dropped his phone. My other son picked the phone up. This was on the 3rd of November of 2015. By the 17th of November, two weeks later, they came to their rally and arrested him for robbery. But you think about it, he went to jail, they got him for robbery. It was basically a fight. The little boy dropped his phone, my other son picked it up,
0: and they got him for robbery. Is that and- what happened? Neither Taika or Akeem are trying to make excuses. As part of his sentence, Akeem attended a charter school in San Andreas, California, and he actually talks about his time there with a kind of fondness. He missed his family, but he credits the program with helping him.
7: When I was incarcerated, like they treated me like I had my own clothes. Like they'll like they'll give me my clothes and stuff. But, like everybody wore the same thing, so it was like like a boot camp. But it felt like they was giving me more opportunities to do things. And, like I can work my way up and. I was achieving more things than I was when I was out in the city of Antioch.
0: He says the program he went through made him a better student. It taught him a kind of stillness. And he's brought that quiet determination back with him.
7: So now that I'm actually in school and I'm doing my work and I'm quiet in class, a lot of teachers be coming out you. are very good in class, you're a positive kid, like, and I'll be getting good grades.
0: He's back living with his mom now, the only one of her kids that's been allowed to come home. But he's keeping his head down, biding his time, focusing on his classes.
8: My son is still on probation. He got right now almost, I think his GPA is what, 3.25 or something? That's
0: good.
8: 3.33. You undersold it. Right. 3.3. Well, okay, correct me, son. I'm sorry. right.
0: He's got his eye on getting out of Antioch. He wants to go to college in Colorado, study mechanical engineering. His mom, Taika says... She regrets moving out here. It's impossible to know if her family would have had an easier time somewhere else. But she says she felt extra isolated out here.
8: If I would have known things would be like it is now, anywhere in the world, I would have moved my kids here. No way in the world. I don't like do I would not, never move my kids here.
0: The fact is, these kids, kids like Akeem, they are here now. So the question remains, how can they integrate into the Antioch community? How can they make this home? The schools? They just might hold the key.
1: Hola. Hola. Como esta? Hey guys. You're not messing around down there in the dark, are you?
0: Principal Kenneth Gardner is showing me around the sprawling campus of Deer Valley High.
1: We have two cafeterias. Gardner is
0: ex-Air Force, ex-Police, and he still has that military bearing but mixed in with the sweet dorkiness of a high school principal.
1: You just about walked into me, dude. Where's your blinkers? Sorry. <laughs> Hold the door for the lady. They didn't hear me.
0: If children tell us the most about the future of a place, then in Antioch, children tell the story of diversity. At Deer Valley High School, 33% of the students are African American, 28% Latino, 14% Asian, and 18% white. Before Gardner came out here in 2011, he was a high school principal in Richmond. He migrated out here, so did some of his students.
1: My first day here, I'm coming in and um, I'm opening up a door and one of the little girls that I had at DeAnza was standing there and she looks at me and she goes, Mr. Gardner, what are you doing here? And I says, I'm the new principal. And she goes, she starts laughing. I said, what are you laughing? she goes, they're not going to know what hit them. And then she went off laughing.
0: You can tell Gardner was proud of that comment being made about him. It's the ex-cop thing. Gardner cultivates this tough, no-nonsense attitude. But he also talks about his kids with deep compassion. He knows all the changes in the city. They've been hardest on the kids.
1: It's been a drastic change for both the community and the school because they weren't ready for such a dramatic demographic shift. It happened, like, rapidly. We're not set up to support them. Um, we're an urban community, and at this school in particular, it's, an inner, it's we're facing inner-city problems.
0: Gardner admits it's been a struggle to adapt to the new demographics.
1: Everybody was pretty much middle-class, middle-class white, blue-collar, some white-collar. And then all once, they have Hispanics and African-Americans and Asians, and, and they're like, what do we do with these people? And so it's been a real dramatic shift for them, and and the community doesn't quite know how to deal with it.
0: But Antioch is learning, Gardner says. Suspension and expulsion rates are down, and they've worked to implement new programs, like an African-American male achievement program. I've heard it said, to heal Antioch, heal Deer Valley High. But to heal a school, it takes more than just teachers and administrators and new programs. It takes parents, parents fighting for their kids, kids who aren't just connected to them by blood, but by a shared sense of community. A group of about 30 African-American parents and their sons are gathered on a Saturday morning in the Deer Valley cafeteria. This is Parents Connected, a volunteer group that focuses on African-American young men, trying to get them to college. One Saturday a month, the parents and the kids come together for mentoring lessons. Today's a bit different. There's a researcher here gathering testimony about the program, about what it means for parents.
3: What's one change you think you've been able to affect at the district level or at your your son's school site as a result of your participation in Parents Connected?
0: Parents Connected was started eight years ago. And some parents say they felt kind of unsupported at first. But that's shifted.
5: I remember when they first started up, it was a a big resistance. I think it's been a struggle, but I think that it's slowly coming along.
0: My name is Karima. That's my husband, one of the mentors. We've been a part of the program for three years. There shouldn't be any differences. There shouldn't be differences based off the fact that our our young men are African American,
3: but there are. Um, And I think that we need to bridge that gap. My
4: name is uh, Richard. Um, I'm actually one of the mentors here. My son went through the program last year. Um, I've been part uh, mentor for three years. It's a real positive program in just trying to get these young men into college because they're not set up. The school district is not set up for them to go into a four-year college. I want to say a couple years ago, there was a stat of African-American males that graduated here in Antioch a couple years ago. There was like 119 that graduated. 11 of them were eligible for a four-year college. We're trying to change that number.
0: That's why all these parents volunteer their time. They know the schools can't do it all, so they step up. Across the cafeteria from the parents, a group of about 15 students have been getting their mentoring lesson for the day. Today's topic, how to tie a tie. There's a pile of ties on the cafeteria lunch table. Ties with Daffy Duck on them, ties with horses caught in mid-run, a tie from the 80s with a bold paisley print. It's their turn to talk with the researcher. It's almost as if they've been told to answer all the nice ladies' questions. And they do.
6: Uh, My name is Zachary Smith. Uh, I go to Deer Valley High School. I'm a senior. Um, I've been Parent Connected. This is my third year. And my goals, my future goals are going to the Navy and becoming a corpsman, which is a Navy nurse. Uh, My name is Cameron. I'm a sophomore in uh, high school. I go to Deer Valley High School. And my long-term plans are to go to college and hopefully to become, um, or to be in the law field, like anywhere in law enforcement, something like that. My name is Klein Marshall. I'm in 10th grade. Um, It's my first year at Parents Connect. And I go Deer Valley High School, and why want being Future is the best video game designer in the world. Last year, when there were a lot of issues in the news with per- police brutality, one one of the Saturday meetings, Miss um, Anita had a police officer from the San Francisco Police Department. She had him come in and tell us what we should do if we were to get stopped and pulled over by a police officer and stuff like that.
3: What'd you think about that?
6: Um, it was. The information was very useful, and going forward, I now know what to do if I get stopped. And if I fear for my life, I know what to do.
0: I keep thinking back to what Cynthia Cornelius told me, a paraphrase of that old adage that it takes a village to raise children. That in Antioch, it will also take a village to make those children feel welcome. In many ways, in Antioch, they're still building that village. It's a village populated with many migrants, people from other places, arrived in a strange town. A town they're still learning to call home.
4: The black community out here has to have its Boston Tea Party, you know, moment. We come together and say, you know what? We're not Oakland, we're not East Palo Alto, we're not San Francisco, we are Antioch. And we, we too sing Antioch, in the words of uh, Langston Hughes. We, we are part of this city, you know? Um, we're not just passing through, we're residents of this city, we love this city and the same crime element white people are scared of, black people are afraid of. We're all human. We all want the same for our kids. We all want better economic opportunities. We want a great education. We want great schools for our kids. We want the same American dream as as, as the, the residents in Antioch who's been here for years. We want the same thing.
0: But Pastor Lamont Francis says it's hard it's hard when a black achievement celebration becomes a lightning rod that ends with racist symbols on a black church. When chatter in internet forums and Facebook groups talks about the outside criminals coming in from Richmond and Oakland and ruining the city.
4: If we don't do something about this, if we don't start speaking to one another instead of at one another, if we don't stop this internet lynching, and if we don't come together and have serious dialogue, What you saw in Ferguson will happen in Antioch.
0: There's another possible future Lamont sees. A future where Black residents claim Antioch. Where older residents come together with new ones. A chance for a diverse and thriving community in the last place you may expect it. Suburbia. Where everyone here can lift their voices and say in unison, we too sing Antioch.
7: You've been listening to American Suburb. This is a special project from KQED. It was created, reported, and produced by me, Devin Kadiyama.
0: And by me, Sandia Dirks. We made this so you could hear about the stories of the suburbs and engage in dialogue about changing suburbia, about ways in which cities and suburbs are shifting and what that means for us.
7: Thanks again just to the people of Antioch who shared their stories, who spent so much time with us to make this thing happen.
0: Thanks to Julia McAvoy, whose editorial guidance shaped this series from start to finish.
7: Also, thanks to executive producers Holly Kernan and Ethan Lindsay, without whom, of course, this would have never happened.
0: Thank you to Cameron Fraser for writing us an original score. And thanks to Poddington Bear, whose music we also used.
7: And thanks to the San Francisco Foundation for also providing us support throughout this series. Appreciate it.
0: Thanks for listening, guys.
3: Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in depth, long form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more.